This is Millennial Man Motions Entertainment, LLC. Today is Sunday, April 10th, 2022, and this episode will be all about the action drama thriller movie Air Force One that was released in the summer of 1997 and is directed by Wolfgang Peterson. Wolfgang Peterson also directed 1984's The Never-Ending Story, 2000's The Perfect Storm, and 2004's Troy. I saw the movie Troy with my mom in May 2004 during the night of my high school class prom because I was unable to find slash secure a date to my high school senior class prom in time. This is coming from the man that loves to dance whether or not any women are are in the same rooms as myself or whether any women are on the dance floors. Also in 2004, I saw the movie The Passion of the Christ with my mom. Parts of that movie felt anti-Semitic, but one thing I did actually actually like about that movie was when Jim Jim Cavasil's Jesus spoke Aramaic because the Aramaic sounded very similar to the Hebrew language. As you know, back from a uh, an episode back in 2021, uh, it was, there was an episode all about why Hebrew is my favorite language of all languages. That part was added on to the notes. Before I delve into Air Force One from 1997, first, a few important announcements about keeping my podcasting business channel active and growing for the foreseeable future. Number one of three. Number one, if you enjoy and like any of my content and any of my works and you want to see much more moving forward, consider clicking on the money support feature, the money sign support feature on my podcasting page, which is found before the message feature. You have a choice of monthly donations of either $1, $5, or $10. This is very important, as my sponsorships were recently taken down, and it is very unknown if, when, and for how long I can get any, how, and for how long I can get types of sponsorships brought back to my business. Number two of three, number two. If you enjoy and like any of my content and any of my works and you want to see much more, much moving forward, you can go to paypal.com slash paypalme slash mmm entertainment LLC to send a donation that will go straight to my personal account. And number three, number three, the best and most the best, most free, the best, the most free and smoothest way to help me and support me or to share, to share and recommend my podcasting channel to many various people that you think may like it a lot and, and may get something meaningful out of it. Specifically to get to the listener count to 50 plus listeners, over 50 people. 
consistently staying up over 50. 50 plus listeners will help me regain the sponsorships to keep my business going into the future. This third option to assist me doesn't involve anything with money and just encourages you to share and show this podcasting channel to as many people as possible. Preferably between 50 people and 100 people to start off. If you would like to see me in the video format, you can tap my Rumble video page and open the videos of your choosing. Consider this movie review also a 25th anniversary retrospective as 1997 was 25 years ago at the time of this recording. But to not have this be too dated, the title would just be simply saying movie review review, and not 25th anniversary retrospective. Also, let me know whether or not you want me to talk about 1997's Face-Off movie. I don't have as much to say about that movie as I do about Air Force One. Now, let's get into the Air Force One movie review. Everyone! Everyone prepare yourselves. As a two, as a 2022 version of the blackout will be coming back at some point of 2022. It's coming back after the one that occurred on Monday, October 4th, 2021. It's happening whether you believe me or not. It will affect anyone who spends a lot of their time on the internet slash being online, which these days is most, the majority of most people. Communist, communist radicals hijack Air Force One with the United States president and his family on board. The vice president negotiates. The vice president. The vice president negotiates from Washington D.C. While the president, a veteran, fights to fights to rescue the hostages on board. This is not exactly an original idea, as Passenger 57 and Executive Decision have already done these airplane movies of similar nature. This movie plays the tension well. There are 57 items of quotes for this movie, but I won't be saying the main villain quotes with foreign accent well by Gary Oldman or any of the quotes by any or any of the other quotes by any other actors well so far. Or any other, or any of the other characters well so far, as all the quotes are concerned. At, I'm sorry, let me start over. There are 57 items of quotes for this movie, but I won't be saying the main villain quotes with a foreign accent well by Gary Oldman, because I'd butcher that, or any of the quotes by any of the other characters well. So as far as all the quotes are concerned, there is only one thing I will say. In regards to the quotes, there is only one thing I will say, and I will say it twice, and I will say it for you twice. Get off my plane! One more time! Get off my plane! For the remainder of this movie review episode, I will go over some thoughts slash opinions on three of the characters slash actors, say some trivia from the movie that I find to be noteworthy, 
then grade slash rate this movie. Okay, for the first of three characters, I'm first going to go over that Glenn Close, actress Glenn Close, portrays Vice President Catherine, C- Catherine Bennett. You may know her from such other movies as Fatal, Fatal Attraction, Fatal Attraction from 1987, Hook from 1991, or from the one, 101 Dalmatians. I think she does all right with what she has to work with and is a, and is a, and is a better, and, and is a better fictional, and is a better fictional vice president than in real life of Kamala. I think she does all right with, with what she has to work with and is a better fictional vice president than Kamala. Gary Oldman, who is, who is known for, uh, doing bad, bad guy roles is okay-ish as the main guy, bad, as the main bad, main bad, bad guy villain. You can see him perform in Leon the Professional from 1994 with Natalie Portman and the other 1997 movie, The Fifth Element. I like him best as good guy Jim Gordon in Christopher Nolan's Dark Knight trilogy, which was from 2005 to 2012. Harrison Ford portrays the president of the, of the United States. As he said in the, in the plot storyline, he's a veteran. I like how Harrison Ford, uh, I like how he was as the president of the United States and how he interacted with most of the other characters. Most, most people, most people know him for, most people know him for mainly, for, for majority speaking, most, uh, people know him for playing Han Solo in the Star Wars franchise and Indiana Jones. In parentheses, Indiana Jones 5 release date kind of under kind of uh Indiana Jones 5 release date is unknown, but I believe they are have done a lot of filming with other actors with him to be a part of a possible Indiana Jones 5. And he can also be seen in such other movies as American Graffiti, The Conversation, The Frisco Kid with Gene Wilder, Check out the Frisco Kid if you haven't already. Have you, check out the Frisco Kid if you've never already seen it. Blade Runner, Blade Runner, Witness, yes, Witness, Patriot Games, and Clear and Present Danger. Patriot Patriot Games and Clear and Clear and Present Danger. The Fugitive and in the 21st Century, The Expendables Three. Okay, and now I'm going to go over the trivia part of this review. Initially, director Wolfgang Peterson was denied access to the real-life Air Force One. A telephone call from Harrison Ford to the White House soon changed that. Interesting. Harrison Ford and Gary Oldman are actually hitting each other during their fight scenes. President Bill Clinton, who was the real-life U.S. president at the time of the film's release, loved and enjoyed the film so much that he actually saw it twice while in office, and he praised it, giving it good reviews. He pointed out, however, that the real plane didn't have a parachute ramp or escape pods like the aircraft of of the movie. In, in, like the aircraft in the movie. In response, Wolfgang Peterson predicted that future models of Air Force One would incorporate such security features. Okay. Harrison Ford went before the MPAA. Harrison Ford went before the Motion Picture Association of America and appealed to have this movie re-rated to be PG-13. But they refused. This movie is R-rated, by the way. That's what it's saying about this. This movie is, this movie is R-rated. 
The attempt was apparently inspired by the successful appeal to re-rate Clear and Present Danger, which I just mentioned is one of his movies, Clear and Present Danger from 1994, starring, uh, uh, starring, also starring Ford. Since the release of this film, entertainment magazines, websites, and commentators have conducted public polls during real, during real president, during real presidential elections to choose the fictional movie president Americans would like to see in office. Harrison Ford as President James Marshall what has won, in quotes, won every election. Bill Pullman as President Thomas Whitmore in, in Independence Day 1996 commonly, commonly, commonly finishes second. When it was felt that the original ending of this movie wouldn't work, Wolf, Wolfgang Peterson and Harrison Ford brainstormed together for an entire weekend to come up with a new ending. In the beginning of the movie, the president rides in the motorcade back to the plane. In fact, the United States is the only country in the world that transports its presidential mo motorcade vehicles to whatever country the president goes. Interesting. Yeah, when it felt the original ending of the movie didn't want to work. Okay. Harrison Ford was paid... 20 <clears throat> Harrison Ford was paid 20 million dollars for this movie was paid 20 million dollars for this movie 20 million dollars uh 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 this this turned out to be the last of the wave of diehard quote in, quote diehard inspired thrillers action movies where terrorists invade invade a, a confined space and are foiled by a lone hero slash saboteur. One reason was that by now every conceivable multi passenger vehicle, planes, trains, city buses had been tried. That's true. That's why I mentioned earlier about uh, Passenger Fifty Seven and Executive Decision. Next. As I just restated earlier, not too long ago, in reality, Air Force One does not have an escape pod. Alright, here we go. In December 2015, in December 2015, Donald Trump revealed his admiration for Harrison Ford on the plane. He stood up for America. When Ford was told during a television interview of Trump's compliment, he turned to the camera and said, Donald, it was just a movie. Things like this don't happen in real life. Interesting. Here we go. On the DVD commentary, Wolfgang Peterson noted that he would likely not have made this film after the September 11th, September 11th attacks. That's not surprising. This that's probably a similar thing that uh James Cameron said about True Lies, which is also a very entertaining 1990s action movie. Here another thing about September 11th. Here we go. For Wolfgang Peterson, this was a huge concern about making the film after 9/11, the real-life Al-Qaeda terrorist attacks of September 11th, 2001, and they were really sensitive about it. Peterson had said that after 9-11, he wouldn't have felt comfortable making a movie about terrorists attacking America by hijacking another jetliner, especially that carrying the POTUS, a new term, POTUS, President of the United States of America. Yeah, I've heard POTUS spoken from 
Obama, Obama slash Trump, 44 and 45 onwards for that term, POTUS. Had they made the film after 9-11, Peterson predicted that the film would have been panned by critics and a major box off and be a max, major box office failure. When Hillary Clinton conceded the 2016 presidential pre, when Hillary Clinton conceded the 2016 presidential election and Donald Trump came on stage as president elect, the main the main theme music from this movie was played. When the bad guy, Gary Oldman, who plays a Russian, yells at the first lady to shut up, his English accent comes through for five seconds. Interesting. Glenn Close was a last-minute casting decision to play Vice President Catherine, Catherine Bennett. Catherine Bennett. Close wore a wig from her own collection during shooting because her haircut at the time was too short for the role. She only made one objection objection about her character in the original script. They had written a scene of her breaking down and crying, and I said, I will not do that, because I thought we'd been doing women a disservice if we had that cliche cliche moment where she breaks down. Nonetheless, the character does tear up visibly when the national security advisor is killed while she is on the phone with the terrorists. In this film... Actor Ilya, act, in this film, actor Ilya Vol, Volok, I L I A V O L O K, in the film, actor Ilya Volok, I L I A V O L O K, portrays the first terrorist killed by President Marshall. In season six of Friends, the TV show 1994 to 2004, Ilya Volok, he portrays a dry cleaner who claims to have never seen the film. Dun dun dun! Despite 20 million dollars, despite being given multiple opportunities to leave, and despite being considered the most important person on the plane, President James Marshall is the last person to leave the plane alive. Interesting. All right, this one's for all the TV show NCIS fans. The corrupt, the corrupt Secret Service agent is Agent Gibbs. In NCIS 2003, Mark Harmon plays Special Agent Gibbs. No, in quotes, no relation. The first episode of NCIS 2003 takes place on the Air Force One and makes numerous references to the movie, including the weapons hold, the conference room, and Agent Gibbs comment that the terrorists copied in the movie. And now, for the last bit of trivia. Despite being the President of the United States, we never see James Marshall ever, ever, self, ever set foot on United States of America soil in the entire film. Alright, now we've reached the grading and rating section and, and about to close off and finish off this movie review slash 1997 25th anniversary of this action drama th- thriller. And again, let me know if you want to see in the future me do uh, something on uh, Face Off, which I don't have as much to say about, but was also an action movie I liked. Okay, here we go. This movie was alright 
for a one-time watch, yeah, for me personally, I would only watch it one time. Uh, this movie was all right for a one-time watch for me, but it's not one of those movies that I would want to watch multiple times. I originally saw it on television. I forget exactly when exactly, but at some point I originally saw it on television. If I had to grade, if I had to grade slash rate Air Force One from 1997, I would give it a 7 point, I would give it a 7.0 out of 10. That's right, yes. A 7.0 out of 10, or a 2.5, or a 2.5 out of 4 Kazatskas. Go research for yourself what a Kazatska is if you're not sure what a Kazatska is. It's a very important dance that only I can do. A 7.0 out of, a 7.0 out of 10, or a 2.2.5 out of 4 Kazatskas, 2.5 out of 4 Kazatskas, or a letter grade of a, or a letter grade of a C. A, C, a letter grade of a C as in calendar, calendar, con, calendar co, concentration, concentration, candle, or cake. C as in calendar, concentration, candle, candle, or cake. Please support. Please support your local movie theater. Please support your local movie theater as it will be, as it will be very sad if movie theaters ever go away for us completely. I gotta say that one more time. Please support your local movie theater as it will be very sad if movie theaters ever go away for us completely. It's an experience like no other. That's right, it really is. Look out for the next co-host. Look out for the next co-hosted movie discussion. The next co-hosted movie discussion where my friend and co-host and I, Avi, and I will be going over the Mel Brooks 1974 comedy classic Blazing Saddles with Gene Wilder, who... Gene Wilder, who you should also see in 1979's The Frisco Kid. If you have never ever seen The Frisco Kid from 1979 with, with Gene Wilder and Harrison Ford, then after you're done listening to this review, go find a way to watch Frisco Kid and tell me if you liked it or not. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening if you made it this far into the, into the podcast movie review episode. Thank you if you made it this far. Don't forget to share the podcasting channel with everyone to obtain the listener count to be above the number 50 so I can restart my sponsorships as I continue with more podcast episodes for you about all kinds of stuff in the future. As stated with those three 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 bullet points about all that uh, earlier in the review episode. Oh, and one more, one more thing. I want you all to stay awesome. Stay awesome. Thank you for listening to me this far. Stay awesome as always. Be kind and excellent. Be kind and excellent to one another. And, uh, well, one last and final thing. Everybody dance and have a good time. One more time. Everybody, everybody dance and have a good time. This is Millennial Man Motions Entertainment, LLC, signing out.